Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us for the community call number 12. We are delighted to have special guest, Brother Dorian Norton, joining us tonight, speaking to us about urban evangelism. This is our monthly youth workers call hosted by the General Youth Division of the United Pentecostal Church International. It is, as you know, sponsored by your generous giving to Sheaves for Christ. This is Josh Carson, and I'm going to be joined tonight by our Youth Director of Promotion, Brother Justin Ranking. He's going to later lead the question and answer segment of our call. So we advise you to use hashtag AskGYD via Twitter. He'll be able to see your questions, and then at the end of the call, he'll lead us in a prayer of conclusion. This is, as I mentioned, call number 12, and we're very thankful for you taking out of your time to either join us live or later to those that will download the podcast. We're thankful for you taking the time and investing in this particular resource. The purpose of the General Youth Division is very simple. It's to educate and engage. We want to engage students After we've educated them in apostolic ministry, we want to engage them in apostolic mission. Thank you for partnering with us to achieve our goal. And thank you for the work that you're personally doing, investing in this generation of apostolic Pentecostal youth. You are our heroes, as we always like to say. What an exciting time it is to truly be involved in youth ministry. We're so inspired and excited by the passion and spiritual hunger of this generation. We're currently over 33,000 who have already registered to be a part of North American Youth Congress taking place here in only a couple of weeks in Indianapolis, Indiana. We're excited for our call here tonight. Before we go any further, though, would you join me in a short time of prayer? God, we love you. We're thankful for those that have joined in to be a part of this call. We're asking your blessings upon Brother Dorian Norton. We're asking your blessings upon every listener. We're asking that you would help us, O God, to take resources from our time spent together for the ultimate goal that you would be lifted up, that you would be glorified through both our lives and the lives of the young people that we're trying to lead. We're asking it all for your purpose and for your kingdom's sake. Well, Brother Dorian Norton, we are just so delighted to have you on the call tonight. Dorian serves as the uh, as a leader there at All Nations Apostolic Tabernacle. It's in Jamaica, New York, where Reverend Dawson is his pastor. He also is serving the New York Metro District as the youth secretary. And for those that may not know, he is the Building the Bridge Ministries Youth Coordinator for the United Pentecostal Church International. And so he wears several different uh, hats and uh, just can't say how delighted we are to have you on the call. So at this time, we're going to turn it over to you, Brother Dorian. Please uh, take it away. Have your liberty here tonight. Thank you, Brother Carson, uh, and the GYD exec team uh, for this great opportunity to share with youth workers from all across our movement. I also want to give thanks to uh, Brother Matt Woodward for all the behind the scenes uh, setting up and just making sure that uh, my getting on tonight could be a very seamless uh, phone call. So it is my honor and privilege 
to speak to everyone tonight about urban evangelism. And uh, I would like to start our time here tonight with a question, and that question is, why urban evangelism? Or <clears throat> stated another way, why is urban evangelism necessary? Well, if you just opened your eyes, you would see that trends of migration uh, to urban areas all across uh, North America from su uh, suburbs and rural areas uh, has been uh, just through the roof. You can just literally Google urbanization in North America and you won't find uh, a shortage of articles uh, speaking to uh, these trends. Um, you know, one article I saw recently was speaking about, you know, when college students go to the cities and urban areas for college, that they tend, and if they're coming from rural areas or small town areas, so to speak, that they usually stay uh, in those urban areas for job opportunities and even to raise families. And so, and I can definitely testify of that because a lot of students who I went to college with, and I went to college here in New York City as well, uh, you know, no matter if they came from Virginia or various other parts of the country, they've actually remained here in New York City over 10 years after the fact. So uh, there is a great need to reach the souls of individuals in our urban areas, especially millennials, um, AKA our hyphen age uh, young people. And so um, our urban areas in North America have become home to virtually all of the world's cultures. Um, and that has presented us with a great opportunity to literally reach the world in our urban areas. Uh, just about four weeks ago, we in the New York Metro District had our uh, district conference. And uh, Brother Hobson uh, from North American Missions uh, was there with us as well. And I saw that he tweeted out uh, a tweet that says, and I quote, New York City needs 850 churches of 100 each to reach 1% of its population. Now, if I could just uh, tweak that a little bit, in the New York Metro District, we have not just the five boroughs of New York City, but also we have two, the two counties of Long Island, which are just east of the city limits, as well as uh, Westchester County, which is just north of the city limits. And if you added those counties, which comprise of the New York Metro District, then uh, we could also state that the New York Metro District needs 1,200 churches of 100 just to reach 1% of its population. So you can see that there is a great need to reach the lost in urban areas. And even uh, as recent as our general conference back uh, in Indianapolis last year, there was a resolution that passed uh, that was uh, brought to the table by the North American uh, Missions um, Administrative Committee uh, that uh, was seeking to adjust how we define metropolitan areas in North America from being 1 million plus to 750,000 plus, which again speaks to the change, uh, the changing phase of urban uh, areas in uh, North America. So with these great numbers of souls, uh, there comes a great need to share the gospel. So that that to me is enough of a reason why urban evangelism is necessary because there's such a great harvest to be reached in urban areas. Now, 
with all of that being said, uh, how, how can our young people, our students, become involved in urban evangelism? And I'd like to just share a few ways uh, which that can be the case, and I think this can be applicable to New York City, uh, to Detroit, to Chicago, to Los Angeles, uh, and et cetera. So um, one thing our youth workers need to really consider and keep in mind is that our young people, our students, our youth, they serve as an integral part of the church's overall evangelism programs and thrusts. Uh, for example, at my home assembly, All Nations Apostolic Tabernacle, our young people have been uh, very much a part of the backbone and bedrock of what we do in our outreach thrusts, uh, if you if you know if you're calling for tract distribution in the surrounding areas, our church is located in the downtown Jamaica area, uh, which is actually just a, a few miles south of JFK Airport. Uh, excuse me, a few miles north of JFK Airport and a few miles south of uh, LaGuardia Airport. Um, and so we we find that you know our young people they exhibit so much zeal uh, just having an opportunity to just reach out to the lost now no that we're not putting them behind the pulpit necessarily or they may not be teaching uh, you know some grand Bible study but they are just so excited about just getting out and reaching just reaching out to people talking to people um, whether it would be tra uh, track distribution uh, here in New York City of course we have uh, pretty much the largest subway system and probably the oldest as well and sometimes we would do subway evangelism and they are just so pumped up about getting on trains and singing songs of worship and praying for people and 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 uh, again young people have such a great role to play in terms of outreach efforts um, so what I would say to our youth workers for certain is that you 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 need to empower your young people uh, to run with their dreams as it pertains to reaching the lost for the Lord. Uh, some of them, you know, one uh, young lady at my local church in particular, she has developed a burden uh, for uh, some of the those uh, individuals who are homeless, and she has reached out to individuals who have lightly used uh, coats and items, uh, and she has collected them, and she has literally gone into uh, subway stations um, and handing out coats uh, to individuals, even giving out packaged food. And that wasn't something that necessarily came from me as her youth leader or even from uh, our pastor, but that was just something that she just felt in her heart and she shared it with me and, and you know, um, the, the, and even in the outreach uh, ministry and she was given the green light to go ahead and move with with that dream. So definitely empower your young people uh, to run with their dreams as it pertains to reaching the lost. Uh, one of the, the ways that we've found uh, urban evangelism to be effective also uh, is by, you know, since it's the summer season now, uh, we have come uh, made, taken the decision to uh, kind of go outdoors. So uh, we've had street services just in front of church. We just set up, you know, equipment and whatnot in front of the church, and our young people are the ones playing the music, uh, and our young people are also the ones that are preaching the messages. Uh, and people have been reached so much to the point where people have found out about prayer meetings that we host there, as well as um, individuals uh, who were just looking for direction and found, uh, you know, some young people who they could, you know, kind of fellowship with and learn uh, things and learn how 
to get closer to the Lord. So that, that's been great. Um, our young people have been very uh, vital in terms of our nursing home outreaches. Now, we here in New York City, what we've done especially is New York City as dense as it is, we find that we have a lot of uh, our members coming from different boroughs in New York City. So our church is situated in Jamaica, like I said before, but you know we have members coming from as far as the Bronx, uh, where the Yankees play baseball, or uh, you know individuals coming from Manhattan, some people coming from as far as uh, New Jersey. Um, and uh, what we have found is we have found a way to do what we call a zonal outreach, where we have sectioned off the city into certain zonal areas uh, where our members reside. And so uh, we would usually have small meetings and home meetings in those areas. And that that's a great way for your young people to get involved in, in urban evangelism, uh, you know, even if it's if it's singing the songs, the, the, the praise and worship in these zonal home meetings, or, or you know, even uh, doing an exhortation, or, or even leading a, a Bible study. It's, it's just a great way for young people to get involved and discover a burden. Uh, one thing also that has been very effective uh, for us being in an urban setting is developing a partnership uh, with our local uh, community representatives. Uh, every year, for example, and it will be coming up in August, every year um, the Jamaica community has uh, a festival where they uh, block off Jamaica Avenue, which is the main thoroughfare through the Jamaica area, and local organizations set up booths uh, and what have you, and, and they you know promote what they have to do. We at All Nations, we actually we reserve space right on the avenue, and we set up booths and tables, and uh, we, we create a prayer station, and our young people are out there laying hands unashamedly uh, upon people who really need to feel a touch from the Lord. Uh, so definitely, again, you, you really want to consider uh, ways, uh, and sometimes they may be unconventional ways, but ways in which your young people can be involved, and it, it, it's really it, it, it is really key. Uh, now, as I'm coming to a, a close, and because I, I see my time is going, I, I, I want to leave this thought with everyone. Just last night, I sat in a prayer meeting at All Nations, and uh, my pastor, Pastor Dawson, he, we were uh, doing a reading of 1 Samuel chapter 17, which is, uh, details the encounter between David and Goliath. And uh, Pastor, uh, we read the pretty much the entire chapter, but he took the time to emphasize certain parts of that chapter. And and let me allow me to just read uh, some of those to you. In verse 33, it says, "And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth." So our pastor uh, took the time to note that Goliath was in the war, uh, preparing for war since he was a youth. And even though he was fighting on the wrong side, he was preparing since he was a youth. And he was confronted by David, himself a youth. And then, of course, uh, in verse 42, uh, we see that, and when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, and ruddy and of a fair countenance. So David's youth was literally despised by this one who was training from his youth. And yet, in verse 51, 
this same youth, David, uh, he ran and stood upon the Philistine and took out his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And our pastor stated to us that he believes so much in the young, this present generation of young people, and he knows that they will be the ones who will literally slay the giants. And I want to just say to our young people and our, even our youth workers that, you know, it, it, don't, don't, don't be afraid to trust in your young people, especially in urban settings um, where, you know, traditionally there, there have been associations of danger and, and, and societal ills. But young people who have such a great connection with the Lord and are assured of what they believe in and who they are can uh, literally, you know, put a thousand or even ten thousand to flight. And so uh, I say that all they are a vital part of the church of today. And so uh, with all of that being said, I'd like to just turn over uh, uh, for the remainder of this call. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brother Dorian. This is Justin Rankin here, um, Brother Carson's phone was having troubles uh, with the opening of the call and so I'm going to follow up here with some question and answer with you and then uh, introduce our next call and end with prayer but uh, thank you so much for that that practical information and for encouraging uh, the youth workers that are listening now live and that will listen later on the podcast to uh, empower their young people to get involved in ministry so you have some interesting um, you have some interesting history and uh, experience being in a major urban setting. Um, what are maybe some things that for those who are in larger cities, maybe not obviously as big as New York City, what are some outreach or evangelism methods that you think maybe only work or that you can only do when you're in an urban setting? Uh, I appreciate that question, Brother Ranking. Um, uh, definitely one thing that, that comes to mind especially in urban areas like New York City, for example, um, there is a great density of individuals living uh, around each other. Um, and so um, you have different situations such as, like again, subways. You wouldn't necessarily find those in, in more suburban or even rural areas where, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, neighbors churches, for example, might be, you know, five or six or maybe even 10 miles away from one another. But you have, you have, you know, you know, a lot of our young people don't necessarily have licenses yet, but they can get on buses and trains and they can get together and meet and, um, and evangelize where, where there are larger numbers of people. Uh, even again, uh, like I mentioned before, some of our street evangelism, um, on a Friday night, for example, if you if you just walk about 200 yards uh, south from our church, there is just a great harvest right there, um, and and our young people are able to just reach out to people in that manner. Um, and so so we, we find that you know town areas and town squares even are, are more highly populated then uh, then would not be the case if it were not urban. So young people have great opportunities to reach souls uh, in such a setting. That's great. As far as um, sometimes in an urban environment, uh, there could be the stereotype perhaps that the, that the pace of life can be, can be much quicker, you know, than, uh, 
in a rural area. How do you feel that impacts ministry and and outreach and church attendance, uh, that sort of thing? Do you how how do you kind of combat that and, and work work that into your favor? That's a great question, and uh, and especially in New York City, there there is something which is called the uh, the New York Minute, uh, which yeah. which 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 essentially means that you know you know if you can't get something across to a New Yorker in a New York Minute, like it, it has to be quick, it has to be rapid. Uh, it's it's even been said that sometimes New Yorkers tend to speak uh, faster than maybe. Uh, other folks would we the way we walk on the street is very quick but sometimes you know you cannot let that become uh, a distraction and reaching out to others you'd be surprised like again two weeks ago we had our young people on the street and they were able even though people had responsibilities people were on the go people wanted to go home after work we were able to engage them and some folks stopped at certain points up to five ten even ten minutes uh, one young person that we reached out to, he, he he stayed for almost a half hour, and he came back the following Friday to our youth service. Um, and this same young person said he's just looking for direction in life. So you 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 never you you just sort of look beyond uh, some of those stereotypes of you know you know quick paced and you know nobody wants to be bothered because you, you know you'd be surprised that sometimes if you just knock on a heart. It's just waiting to be knocked on, and they're ready to open up. That's very good. Very good. Do you think that um, – talk to us a little bit more about you – talked, you talked kind of about small groups and, and ways where you meet together um, on a different – maybe it's not always in the church building. Kind of elaborate a little bit on that. I think you, you kind of touched on that briefly during, yes. uh, during your devotional time. Yes, absolutely. So, so um, what I was speaking about before was like our zonal ministry, where we have sectioned off uh, our city, uh, especially where members of our assembly uh, live. We have sort of carved it up into various areas, and we have assigned zonal leaders from our assembly to those areas. You know, ministers from our local assembly, and it usually takes place in a member's home. So other members who live in the area, they'll come to that member's home, and that that's a that's a way for them to invite neighbors, um, sometimes family members, uh, to just come and be a part of a, a home meeting where they're going to learn about apostolic truth and uh, apostolic doctrine and learn about why we have this hope, and that's been really. Uh, essential. I mean, I remember especially when we started up our zonal program, that was a great way for me uh, to get involved uh, in outreach ministry where I had an opportunity to even uh, teach uh, a lesson or two in those settings. And it was it was just really neat. Uh, you know, they would happen on Tuesday nights or sometimes, you know, if, if we didn't have youth service that night or choir rehearsal or Bible study, then we would meet together on a Tuesday night, you know, probably, you know, the second Tuesday of a month, for example, and we'd get together in our respective zones and just, you know, just relate with other other. Um, and, and, and our young people could always attend those and just be a very vital part of those meetings. That's wonderful. It sounds kind of like it could even be a, uh, a training ground, as you were referring to, but also uh, for young men maybe that are aspiring to the ministry or want to be involved. That sounds kind of uh, 
like a beginning work of a daughter work or a preaching point. Uh, when you divide up in zonal, I'm sure the North American Missions Department would love to hear that young people and that your church is doing that zonal ministry. That's very well, good. As a matter of fact, as you say that, Brother Ryan King, uh, one of our zones, which is Rosedale, which is here in Queens, uh, we, we have planted a church in the Rosedale area, and it, it's pretty much – uh, self-functioning at this point, and that actually started as a zonal program, and and you know members' homes, and then uh, it, we we found a building there, and and now, you know they're they're just having great church over there, um, and that what what once started as a zone, is now I believe averaging about 150 on a Sunday. That's wonderful, and I really believe that this generation they're wanting to get involved. Obviously, we're seeing the numbers for Apostolic Youth Corps trips globally, but also the North yeah. American destinations are very strong. And uh, I've been on a couple of those trips where kids have actually said they feel a calling to North American missions and planning churches. And I just think that that's, that's really what this generation is wanting to do. So that's, that's great that urban an urban evangelism style or the, you know, dividing up your city could be a way to, to get these young people involved. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and and if I may, if I may, brother Ryan King, if I could say say one more thing, yeah, whether whether it's urban evangelism, or suburban or rural, you know, your method may and can change, but of course we always remember that our message remains the same, and absolutely. that is, you know, the death, burial, resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, repent and be baptized. Uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, being baptized with the Holy Ghost. We we don't tailor it to make it quote-unquote relevant for an urban setting, but our message always remains the same. Absolutely, Brother Dorian. I think that's a great way to, to end this call before we go into a time of prayer and uh, wrapping up this call. Once again, thank you so much. Why don't we just go to the Lord in prayer and... Uh, Thank Him for this time. Jesus, we thank You for Your gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection. We thank You, Lord, that it reaches anyone, no matter if they are in a large city or in a small town. Whether they're in the United States or other countries, Lord, Your message works. And, Lord, we just change the methods and how we share that gospel with others. I pray that You would anoint these youth workers listening in on this call. Thank You for Brother Norton and his insights today. Thank You, Lord, for blessing them and their church. Pray as You keep Your hand upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we want to remind you that we are only 15 days away from a very historic and life-changing event in Indianapolis, Indiana, North American Youth Congress. Registration is closed online, but on site on Wednesday, July 26, you can register at the ticket office of the Lucas Oil Stadium. There are still tickets available. And if you want to listen in to next month's call, it will be on August, speaking on the subject of media and graphic design in youth ministry. Once again, we thank you so much for joining us on the community call presented by She's for Christ and the General Youth Division. You have been listening to the community call. For other great youth resources, be sure to check out thecommunity.com. Thank you for joining us and have a great night.